Welcome back to another episode of Artists to Artists presented by Artists Republic with your favorite podcasters, Nick and Christian, or Christian and Nick, who knows? But please remember, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. So, Christian, what's in the news today? I found this really cool article by Music Business Worldwide about a recent report that came out that said that the global recorded music industry actually grew by $1.5 billion in 2020, despite the pandemic. Um, it kind of goes into some details about how that may have happened. Um, but overall, I mean, I think that's a really great sign that, you know, despite having live music completely shut down, the industry still grew by $1.5 billion. What do you think about that? That's billion with a B. With a B. With a B. I like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's crazy. It's my mind. It's crazy. But you know what? We never stop. Corona can't stop the music industry. Nothing can stop the music industry. Only we can stop the music industry. And we, we say don't no. stop the music. So speaking of not stopping the music industry, let's bring on our next guest who is deeply involved in a side of the music industry we actually haven't talked about in a while. Um, our next guest is Blair Brown. She's a 22-year-old photographer and videographer from Oakland, California. She has an extensive resume that includes shooting Fendi's Milan Fashion Week, cover art for the Pussycat Dolls, and the Salty Magazine cover with Rico Nasty. Her work has been featured in Harper, Harper's Bazaar, Vogue, Billboard, Fader, Paper, Good Morning America, and more. If you're an artist looking to up your content game, this is the episode for you. So with that, let's bring in Blair. Hi. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing good. Good. God, I have no idea how to rename myself. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Blair, cool. it's close enough. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks for taking some time to come and sit and chat with us for a little bit. We're glad to have you. Um, Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. I know you, uh, Nicole said that you two met like forever ago and she just reached out to you on Instagram to come and hang with us. So that's cool. Oh my God. Yeah. I think we like met at in, like the outside lens crowd. Yeah. Like, like festival, just like having a good time like, ages ago. But yeah, it's been awesome. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Meet people in the crowd. True. Mm -hmm. Cool. So well, Christian, see yeah. this is your realm. This is my realm. I'm gonna let you kick this off. This is this is way your more realm than me. The only camera I got is a Nikon D32 that I think I sold two years ago. Um, <laughs> and then ever since I've just used my iPhone. Um, so although I am, you know, definitely one of the best self-proclaimed iPhone photographers and videographers the world has ever seen. Um, Christian, this is your realm. So kick us off, man. Great. Cool. So I always like to start these things off just getting a quick little uh, history behind you. So Blair, how did you kind of get into what you're doing now? Like, what's your story? Um, so let's see. I mean, it's always I was like, yo, like, how'd you get started in this and that? Like, what was the starting point? And for me, it was just sort of like I kept gradually doing it more and more. And then all of a sudden I like looked up and I was like, oh, I want to do this full time. But I was I grew up an athlete. Like I played every sport. Um, in high school, this and that. And then it came up to my junior year and I've been taking photos and like we'd won state for basketball. And I was just like, oh, I don't love this anymore. Like I'm gonna do a 180 and become an art kid. And <laughs> kept like just taking photos and seeing where it took me. And I used to like 
go out to art shows and sneak into concerts and see who would like who like bring my friends into the city so I grew up in Oakland so I grew up in San Francisco and just like take photos of anyone who would let me take photos of them and then that turned into like getting invited places and then like getting more and more opportunities and just like growing that um but I really enjoy it and like especially in the music scene like the fast-paced environment and being able to tell that story is super fun yeah for sure and you know both of us kind of have this music photography experience and you know a lot of people don't really see that it's a really niche community of people um that you don't really get to hear a lot from so it's cool that we're able to talk to you about some of this stuff today um you know particularly you know when we talk about your history in the music industry you know what are some of those accomplishments that you have um that you consider some of your more favorite music photography moments um I think I mean to, to this day still one of the like my favorite things that I did was um go on tour in Europe with gorillas and little sims for like five weeks um and it was just the most incredible thing every single night, obviously, because they have the most insane live performance. Um, and it was probably like six buses of people um, and everyone coming out and just a massive band and just to do that. And I was 18 at the time. It was my first time ever touring and to just experience it at such a high level um, for the first time. And being with such an incredible like group of artists and everything was to this day probably still one of the coolest things I've ever done but I mean on top of that like album covers and single artworks and just continuing to work with artists that I really enjoy and love and get along with and so yeah, yeah I don't know for <laughs> sure no that's really that's really sweet I mean I didn't even start music photography until I was I think 20 so the fact that you were even able to get onto a huge tour like that for five weeks at 18 is insane you know how did you even come across that that's so cool um so I'd met little sims in the studio um about like a year prior when she was in LA um with another artist um with the Kehlani actually and um from there we just like chopped it up and ended up going to the Flogna together and she'd come back a few months later for a show and I was just like yo I'd love to shoot your show and so I took photos for her. She loved them and everything. And I ended up spending that summer in London just on my own. I was just taking a film class, I believe, because I, I was still in school this whole time. And um, yeah, and she ended up having some festivals out there. And I came out and just like took photos and everything. She's just, you know what? Like, I'm going on tour this fall. Like, what are you doing? And I was like, cool, I'll go. Like, let me ask my professors. And, and, <laughs> and ended up like pestle somehow passing some classes while I was out there but um yeah it worked out really well <laughs> hell yeah that keyword was was it was it passing some <laughs> um keyword, uh. <laughs> yeah and, and I think that that's also like a great point though it's like I, I've been I think there is kind of a, a hidden message that are like two students like don't be afraid like if you have an opportunity to just go to your professor and be like look I know I'm supposed to be in school, but I have to do this. Nine times out of 10, they're pretty chill. And they're going to be like, all right, I get you. So like never use college or classes or even high school as like an excuse for like why you shouldn't do something. Just Mm -hmm. go and do it. Communication is key. Because I remember like walking in the first day of those classes and being like, hi, I'm Blair. I'm going to miss five to six weeks of your class. Like, can I still pass if I do that? And they were like, uh, 
okay. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's communication for anything. But. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm going to ask Mike probably like maybe one of maybe two questions because uh, Christian, like I said, it's your area, man. Um, what is your advice? Because obviously, you know, we went into a little bit about how you got into it, but like, what is your advice for the people that want to get into music photography um, and all that whole area? What's your advice on how to get into it and how to also hone the special craft of shooting for music? Because it is much different than shooting a plant. Um, and so like, what's your recommendations in those two areas, like how to get into it and also, you know, how to prepare yourself to be in that different, you know, kind of space for actually shooting it? Mm -hmm. um, I think I would start, first off, start small or start local and just kind of hit up those smaller artists that you really in enjoy or want to get to know, or even like the local DJs and this and that, and just kind of like get into that circle and figure out who you work well with or who you get along with and see what happens and keep taking photos. Um, and I mean, it's a bit different when the world is open because you have a bunch of shows to go to and it's a bit easier to get into the music world um, that way. But um, yeah, definitely just keep at it and um, see who's down to work and collaborate and make some cool stuff with you because there's so many artists out there and <laughs> that you're going to find someone that you work well with and not everything is going to work out the way you think it will. And so to keep an open mind about all of the opportunities that might be in, ahead of you. Um, and then what was the second question? It was. Uh, I second question. Sorry, I was on mute. The second question was more of like how to actually prepare yourself mm. to shoot the concert. Um, Cause it's, you know, lighting is much different. The change, rapid changing in lights and, you know, angles are much different and all that stuff. So like, how do you prepare for that total new area of shooting? Um, I mean, step one that I'm sort of still chaotic about is to make sure your batteries are charged. <laughs> um, and then from there, yeah, um, I mean, I kind of compare it to like sports as in like when it's showtime, like it's game time and like you have that like a lot of window to get your shots and to keep moving around and kind of like you have to be chameleon and sort of working at what the art, what kind of photos the artist will like and try out different angles and sort of hit every corner of that venue um, and see what looks best with that lighting setup. So for me, I really like to see soundcheck and talk to the lighting guys and ask like, oh, are there any like big moments or cool moments that are happening that I should make sure to see and then figure out like where I want to be when that's happening. And so that's why it's kind of fun when you go on tour because you get to sort of memorize the show and try out different angles of um, to where you want to shoot certain uh, songs and certain things that happen um, during that. And so it's, it's definitely a trial and error and figure out your style and what you like and um, be respectful to other photographers if you're in the pit, because it can be a little chaotic and with those like first three songs, I know. But um, yeah, every show is so different. So just kind of going out there and seeing what you can get. Yeah. And, you know, there's like this hidden secret. Um, I'm blanking on the word right now, but like the respect for the other people around you right you know yeah and like unspoken, said, rule. unspoken rules there we go that's what I was looking for um but it's it's interesting because in the music business as a whole you know we talk to artists a lot we talk to managers a lot and the same kind of theme comes up where it's like 
it's a people business, you know, like your skill is 20% of the job. 80% of it is just knowing people and understanding how other people work. And um, I think it's interesting, you know, as a photographer, you get a unique perspective on that because you get to see, you know, you, you work with your clients, your artists, whoever, and you get an understanding of what they like. And then you kind of have to like balance that between your own personal styles. Um, and so kind of my question based on that idea is, you know, how do you as a photographer keep that balance? Um, it's something that I feel like I you kind of do like very naturally in, in figuring out what they like um, and then shooting towards that, but also like trying to pinch, pinch out a little, push out a little and get them a little experimenting with different styles or different shots that they might like. Um, cause I feel like so many joggers now are like, oh, this is going to do good on Instagram cause it's bright and this and that, but you know, I don't know, shoot a lot, um, and get, get options and definitely keep that open communication and see like what you can do. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't really feel like, I feel like the, the artists that I end up working with, I have like end up forming good relationships and we work well creative wise so that they trust me to kind of push them in different directions style wise and being open-minded to different stuff than just like, oh, I want this specific shot every time and that's it and don't show me anything else. Um, so I've been very lucky in that end, but it's yeah. a good answer. Yeah, yeah, that answers it perfectly cool. But, uh -huh. you know, I, I think it's it is definitely an interesting thing to note that, you know, when the artist hires you, um, if it's the artist hiring you, usually they trust your work and they kind of have this rhythm and flow with the photographer and the artist themselves where uh, you don't need to come to them after the show and be like, hey, look at my shots. You can just go and edit the shots, send them their way, and they'll usually be pretty cool with it. You know, sometimes in my experience, mm -hmm. like, hey, did you get this shot? Did you get that shot? And most of the time I usually do. Um, I don't know if that's the same with you, but um, like you said earlier, you know, you like to hit every angle of the venue just to make sure you have as many options as possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun. And like, for example, when you're on tour, if you're working with an artist pretty regularly, it's like, if you miss a shot then you have like another show to get it at, um, right. stuff like that. But it's fun. There's always something in there that they end up enjoying, even though, I mean, for some of the stuff, it's like, cool we didn't we just glammed for two hours but now you have like these 10 seconds as we're walking to stage to get that one portrait we want it's just right. like okay but yeah every every day is so different and but I kind of like that it's like I like the whole like you need to make something out of nothing or the worst circumstances possible like come out with something it's it's, it's a fun process um, it is but yeah it is Nick, were you about to say something? No. Oh, I cool. was just getting my lightning <laughs> questions ready. Oh, got you. <laughs> How is that coming? Sweet. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, I noticed in your description that you sent over, you've been shooting some NASCAR as well. Uh, how's yeah. that going? It is an absolute blast. Like, <laughs> I never saw myself, like, getting into this, but um, I saw this one client, Tody Breidinger, um, and she's, 21, super sick. Um, she's like a for first female NASCAR, Arab NASCAR driver. Um, and so it's been super fun, like running around with her and just the adrenaline of the show. It's the same kind of adrenaline as like a concert 
you know, it's yeah. like big production and the big stadium. Um, and when it's go time, it's go time. Um, and that kind of stuff. And it's just, it's so fun. And the more you learn about the sport, like the more competitive I get and to get those shots and be in the right place, right time and test different things out. And so it's, it's been really fun and I will just see where I'm going in that. And so, and that's a pretty, a, go ahead. Oh no, this is, this is a totally off the hip question. It's going to seem cool. so random, but it has to do exactly what I was talking today with someone about festivals. Okay. Being a photographer for NASCAR, do you get a golf cart? Oh, we're working on it. We're working on it. We're like, once we seal in those those big sponsors. <laughs> I've been on like calls with festivals and all that stuff. And I'm like, I just want a golf cart. Just give me a golf cart. That's all I want. That's all I want. Forget so the bonus. I mean, just yeah, the golf cart, please. That's all I want. You don't even have to pay me. Just give me a golf cart for the day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm I'm working on that. <laughs> I go and look at like these tricked out like golf carts and like oh we should get one of these and all that. Like, anything even a scooter like a something getting but... <laughs> on a scooter would be tough but uh at least you could get but it could get time. me around because some yeah. of these tracks are like two miles yeah. like massive inside, and I'm, like i want to hit every spot and i can't run that fast <laughs> i remember i remember i think a year and a half ago i was doing camera operating for some like race thing. And this is like completely off topic. It has nothing to do with photography. It's more video shit, but like yeah. I had to run SDI around the track and my God, I wish that I had a golf cart to get me around the track because that was a pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Imagine. I don't, hey, I think it sucks. Golf cart sucks. Um, kind of, I guess on the same topic of NASCAR though, you know, what mm -hmm. are like the big differences for you in terms of shooting NASCAR versus shooting a music tour? I think um, probably the fact that there's a ton of cars going about 180 miles an hour to watch out for <laughs> and like moving pieces and like pit crews. Um, but I think, they're, I mean, it's a sport versus like a art thing. A, I don't know, a performance, but so it's like a competition. So you don't know what's going to happen if like someone's going to wreck somewhere and this and that and like where to be. But it's nice because I, I'm just following one NASCAR driver versus if I had to like do the whole race and make sure I was like catching every moment and this and that. Um, but I definitely I see more similar similarities in like the where you have sound check and you have where they have practice their practice runs and qualifying and then we have the show and you have the race and then you have that downtime where you're sitting in the trailer versus sitting in the tour bus um and so there's a lot more similarities than there are differences i would say and then a lot of like chain food restaurants <laughs> but that's cool that's really cool cool well i think i think we are going to move into our little lightning round here. Um, so well, it does have to do with NASCAR. Does it? Okay. We should add, we should add a little little uh, effect or it's lightning just a, round. Just a fucking NASCAR <laughs> just driving straight through yeah. the screen. Well, where's my where's my effects? The lightning, lightning. Yeah. So oh, yeah, we have yes, to build that. Lightning round. Um, okay. 
Lightning round is pretty simple. We're going to ask you random ass questions that we literally just find on the internet and you just have to give us the first thing that comes to your mind. Um, Let's go. My first question is what would be the worst thing to have buy one, get one free sale on? Um, Plan that pregnancy test. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I could get behind that. I could get behind that. Buy one, get one free. I have no idea. Like, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with buy one, get one free. I think it's incredible. <laughs> That'd be right, Christian, what Okay. All right. Next question. All right. Canon or Nikon? Canon. Oh, thank God. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> next. All right. What are, oh God. I don't know why I'm getting just crazy ones on the internet right now. What are two totally normally thing like normal things, but would be weird if you did them back to back? Um. Oh my god, I'm not good at these questions. I'm like exposing. <laughs> I think maybe questions. like like drinking a pre workout and then like taking melatonin and trying to go to sleep. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that would be that would That'd be, be pretty horrible. That's like a different way of like. I don't know to the listeners out there. I'm not endorsing this, but that'd be like yeah. you know, snorting and then yeah, know, drink, <laughs> like, that'd yeah. be like the, the mellow version of like snorting like coke that. and then smoking. The yeah. PG version, like yeah. transcending. Yeah, it's the PG universe. version. It's the that's the high school freshman version. Take pre workout and melatonin at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't try this at home, please. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is the dumbest thing that you've done on your own free will? Ooh, it's a lot of these. I like to keep it interesting. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you want to keep it like camera related, I I've definitely shown up to shoots with like with a half charged battery and like oh, love it. a full and a full SD card and like still gotten the job done. Um, <laughs> somehow, some magic. That's, that's- just yeah deleting the bad shots and turning the camera off in between takes yeah even go <laughs> basically yeah but i also really i always feel super dumb when i fall asleep like before my postmates or something shows up and then i wake up the next morning just really upset <laughs> <laughs> the food's gone they took it they ate it yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay so that actually goes this kind of goes off of that which is you show up with an sd you have a horrible day like fuck yeah. What are what would be what are some fun ways to answer the everyday question of how's it going? Oh, um, I'm just it's going, you know, just trying to survive, just trying <laughs> make to it survive. through. All yeah. right, Christian, close us off with the final lightning round question. All right, this, All right, one, me- this one's going deep. All right, you ready for it? You've, oh God! You have been given an elephant, but you can't get rid of it. What would you do with it? Make it famous and turn my entire life into being the elephant mom. I'd say the elephant queen. I think that'd be a better name. Elephant queen. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like becoming an elephant advocate. And if I'm stuck with it, then making sure I'm giving it the best life so that it can thrive and I don't get canceled. Well, you're... (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You're a photographer and we have Instagram. So you just make Ellie the elephant Instagram and then you're set. That's Boom. All yeah. And then hopefully I like, can get some documentary about my elephant that's uh, that David Attenborough can yeah. narrate. 
Yeah, we'll because have him do it. There's no other way. I know? think you should have David Dobrik do it. No, I don't know about that one. Yeah, it would be, be like Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg's like whole like wilderness thing where he narrowly narrates. I would have Snoop Dogg do it. That's a funny ass show. David see some hot water right now. <laughs> oh, I did see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, Christian, kick Less us back off. Post lightning round. What are we doing? Post lightning round. I would love to talk to you a little bit more about the artist side of things. So, you know, you've done plenty of work for album covers and uh, just a huge variety of things. I feel like I've seen uh, you post something about your stuff being on like Times Square. Um, so, in terms of the artist uh, perspective on this, you know, what is one thing that you look for in your clients um, in terms of the artist? Kind of nixing a NASCAR here, just going back to the music industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, it comes down to really like making sure you guys connect and like there's a le- the level of respect that you guys are both artists collaborating and trying to get some stuff done. Um, yeah, respecting communication and making sure like you guys click and um, it's it's fun and you work well together and have same expectations of what you want to do. And because I always tell my artists, like, I want my photos to be as like good as your music, you know? Um, and yeah, and one of those things I learned is like, not everyone you're going to shoot with is going to be the right match, even though like you might be great friends or you could get along in certain levels, but sometimes it just doesn't click in the right ways of what they're looking for work-wise. Um, and to not take that personally and your time will come and there's plenty of opportunities out there. Um, and at the end of the day, it's all love. So yeah, so definitely. And every artist is so different too. And to be able to adapt to what they need as well and not be like stuck to being like, this is how I work and only gonna work this way. And to be very open-minded because you never know what, where you might end up, so. Right. Yeah. So speaking of oh, not knowing where you'll end up, um, my girlfriend would strangle me if I didn't ask this question because when I was scrolling through your website, I realized something, which is how did you end up with shooting with um, 24 Karat Golden and uh, Ian Dior? Because there's only one song that my girlfriend ever listens to, and it literally just <laughs> plays 24 7, which is Mood. And it's literally <laughs> has been on my Echo playing for the last six months straight. And if I don't get an answer to this, she's probably she probably would be mad at me. Oh my god! Uh, so you give us the lowdown. All right. So first, I met Golden a couple years ago. He's or oh maybe four years ago now. Back when we were still both in Oakland, um, and my friends were throwing some show where they're performing, and they're like, "Yo, come out!" And so, and Golden was still like hadn't shot up in height yet, still mm-hmm. super young, like no songs out. And I was like, "Hey!" And so I met him ages ago that way. But his manager and Ian's manager um, is this incredible woman, Andale, who I worked with, with Rita, with Rita Ora. Um, and so when it came up that they were doing that video, um, they were like, hey, come out. We'd love to have some, have you take photos for it and all the press and this and that. And I was like, absolutely. Like, this is an incredible group of people. would love yeah. to do that. And like, from the main, from the minute you heard the song, you're like, oh, this is going to be huge. Yeah. So it was such a fun day on set to do that. And 
I've done a couple of things here and there with them, um, but it's all such a great team. And so it's been exciting to see like how far he's gone. Cause he's from, he's from the Bay area as well. Golden. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, cause that's, that's the, you look at your website and there's not a lack of, you know, awesome people that you have worked with. Um, but when I saw that earlier, I was like, gosh, she's going to kill me. Cause my girlfriend lists like every one of these. I'm like, if she finds out, oh, she's going to strangle me. Um, yeah. So yeah now, now I got the lowdown. Um, huh? All right, Christian, I'll pass it back to you. Cause I interrupted you. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you mentioned, you mentioned that you direct some stuff as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what was the transition point for you in terms of being a photographer to moving into more of like a creative direction role? Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely, it's an interesting transition because it's not like a smooth, like I'm a photographer and now I'm a creative director because so much of what I do is still just photography. And then I have very few like select clients where I'm like, you know, I would really love to sit down with you and talk about like this whole album cycle we're doing or this EP or like what do you think about what we should do for this single or this music video and just sort of kind of consulting with them on smaller terms and then um so it's it's very different and very taking it at a very like selective pace because it is quite a lot of like brain power (laughs) um to do and to just make sure I'm working with the right people and um executing what they want out of their work um visually and so it's definitely a, a, a bigger role I would say yeah it's, it's it's huge and you know when you you go from starting out with photography and then you know just kind of naturally a, a photographer's career and everyone's is different but naturally it just kind of weaves its way into higher level roles like you know for what I do mm-hmm. now I know I started off with music photography back in 2016 And somehow that led me to be the, you know, the director of content development at Artist Republic. And I do like all of these different things now. So it's like, I don't know, it's it's weird because everyone's story is different. And yet everyone tends to kind of in a loose way, follow the same path, uh, upward progression. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, as long as you stick with it, right. You know, I I know plenty of guys that haven't stuck with it and now they're doing something in finance or whatever um so it, it's nothing wrong with that no, no shade at all. <laughs> yeah no shade no shade no shade I, if it's not for you yeah. slight <laughs> shade but not full shade well it's a little bit <laughs> the way i look at it if it's not for you it's not for you that's totally cool yeah either way i i think that's a really really cool accomplishment um i mean if they don't want to work in the music industry like it's fine we we got it we're, I, I'll, we'll, we'll all take the spots. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, more for me, you man. Hang, you don't want to hang. No, you don't want to yeah. hang. Out. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. You want to go wear a suit? That's fine with me. I'm going to keep rocking a hoodie and go hanging backstage. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. and I, I want to kind of shift the conversation a little bit about, you know, current events, you know, what's been going on the last year of our lives and how that's kind of affected you, you know, Mm -hmm. hopefully it hasn't done anything too negative to your career but I would love to know like what happened when everything went down last March yeah so it's so weird to think about that it's like in a whole year now but um yeah so I was I was booked like locked and loaded to be on tour for several different tours but basically on the road for seven and a half months straight 
Um, and I was, I started to kick that off on like the end of February. I was touring with Olivia O'Brien. Um, and then from there, I was going to pop off and do South America Lollapaloozas with another client and then come back for the Coachellas and then go on a whole festival run and then another tour. You know, you get the idea. It was going to be like September and I was going to finally get home and be like, I'm not touring for a little bit. Um, and I was really excited for that because it was going to be the first year where I'd done that nonstop and I was looking forward to it. But obviously all of that happened. I was like, ah, eh, two weeks at home. Cool. Um, but then like May rolled around. And that's, but that's where everything sort of shifted for me. Cause I started, I got really busy, really fast. Once people were like, okay, we're going to do photo shoots again. Um, and so it kind of shifted to me being in LA and shooting nonstop in the studio and on set and different stuff and taking up that kind of role of more um, directed photo shoots and like all of that versus just on run and gun, like on the go type show stuff, um, which was interesting because I, I enjoy both of them. I just didn't see that happening that year and what I was going to be doing that. But I was really, I definitely felt really, really lucky that I had the relationships that I did with my clients that I was the first one that they wanted to go to, to do these photo shoots and video shoots and whatever they wanted um, to get to knock out. And so it was, a big shift, but um, I ended up really enjoying it. And then after that, I like left to London for like two months because I was like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> but, yeah. So it, it ended up working out and I was really busy and I'm really grateful for that. That's awesome. Have you uh, been able to get any more gigs lined up for this year, later this year at all? Uh, festival wise, yes a couple um i mean in the works of course outside lands was just announced again and that's like my hometown festival and i've got a couple artists on that roster um so that one for sure is going to be fun um but everything's just kind of like bubbling and so we'll see where how it all plays out but i'm, I'm ready yeah to be back out at the shows and festivals and just all of that yeah, back at it again. I, I think sitting in front of my computer doing work this last year has been killing me. I've only recently wow. actually going out and oh, relax. I've been. So <laughs> I'm um, so sorry. You such a horrible job. <laughs> Nothing against you, Nick. I just I am so into being on set, and I've only recently been able to start doing that again. So it's been nice, but. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's pretty awesome. Um, Nick, did you have hey, anything set else? Can be wherever. Your yeah, office dude. could be your set. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You never know. You never of me. I'm on set right now. I just whip Our out my public studio. We just whip out my yeah. backdrop in my small ass apartment, and that works sometimes. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah, that's a virtual backdrop, right? Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, that. Um, <laughs> So I have one last question, um, which actually came to me over message from Nicole, which is, Blair, what is your wildest story with an artist? Oh, oh my God. I get asked this a lot and I'm just never prepared for it. Every <laughs> um, I have to think about what's not under NDA. Um, that's how you know you're at that a good point in your life when you have to think about what stories you can actually tell. Always, always a great moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of like, 
like almost missed flights or bus calls or oh we left someone somewhere or um oh I don't know well like damn I mean one of the coolest I don't know about wild like oh shit but like uh one of the most crazy things is going when I was able to go shoot for Fendi's spring summer spring summer 2021 collection um I was in London and we flew to Milan for it for the day and then flew back and I was like home by dinner and as an American like going to Italy for the day and being back by dinner time was like a really weird concept for me and so that was probably one of the most more absurd like opportunities that I got but it's also like very PG and boring if you wanted something more wild (laughs) (laughs) no no that's that's fine we'll we'll try to keep our PG rating on uh on Apple Podcasts over here but uh no that's sweet that's definitely sweet uh well with that Christian if you have nothing else um I will close us out oh you do have something else okay pause everybody it's the question that we always ask unless you wanted to ask Were you going to oh, ask I it? I, I, you know what? I will ask. Ask it. Um, ask away. What, <laughs> what would be your one piece of advice for anybody looking to get into, you know, into the music industry, whether it's photography, an artist, videography, whatever. What's your one piece of advice for anyone listening right now that, you know, feels inspired and wants to get involved more in the music industry? Um, I would say definitely ask a lot of questions. Um, and and try things out and be open-minded and figure out like there's so many different roles and jobs inside the music industry and that you might be set on one thing like oh I really want to want to do this with this kind of artist um, and that's it but you might not know about like some other job or some other role that you could play on another team that you would be so much better at and enjoy and so I think just really sticking to it and asking questions and seeing how you can be the most helpful in your role because I know like I'm a photographer, but there are so many different things that I've done, like that isn't exactly the role of a photographer that is like helps everyone else out on the team. Cause my, like my thing is like, I just love to be the most helpful in every situation, no matter what it is without stepping on people's toes, obviously, but just being as helpful and open-minded and sticking to it um, and being a problem solver really um, is really helpful and that's really what I have to say. And also taking care of your mental health. <laughs> Sleeping is also important. It's a very much like a, we live, definitely live in an industry that's very like, oh, I've, I've been up all night working. And then I was like, it's a very party culture scene as well, but just understanding your limits and being really honest with yourself and keeping that communication open. And so you don't yeah. burn out because we don't want to burn out. We want to be able to do what we love. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, that's a huge thing. I was actually talking to uh, a metal artist the other day. That's a guitarist for like mm-hmm. this huge metal band. And mm-hmm. normally you would think that their life is just party, party, party. His daily routine is sleeping nine hours a day, waking up, having a cup of coffee and meditating for an hour. I love that. <laughs> and then he gets on stage and screams his ass off. But, <laughs> so, but that's the thing. Big balance. Yeah, behind the scenes, he is perfectly <laughs> mentally balanced. Um, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. So 
That was an awesome, awesome podcast. Um, before I close it out, is there anything you want to say to people, where to find you, where to find more information about you, where they can hit you up if they have questions, whatever, give yourself a little plug. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, my name is Blair, Blair B. Brown. You can follow me on Instagram, Blair B. Brown everywhere i'm pretty sure um and if you have any more questions like feel free to dm me or email me i'm an open book whenever i get around to it sometimes but uh yeah (laughs) thank you so much for having me out like this is a great conversation and everything thank you and so for anyone listening don't forget if you like today don't forget to give us a five-star rating on apple podcast um, we haven't done this in a while, but if you do give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, Christian will create a virtual world, host a virtual party, and invite you to it so you guys can be virtual friends. Leave that five-star rating, and we will keep you posted on where this virtual world is even going to exist or if it's even going to happen. We don't know. We'll see. See you next week. <laughs>